Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Paul. I've got Tim here. We're co-hosts of this South Africa's number one cricketing podcast, quite frankly, uh, where we talk all things South African cricket. We've got the third test happening this week, but we've also got, which I think um, we're going to have to find time to do tomorrow, Tim, somehow, because I'm, I'm traveling. But anyway, we need to find time to do this. We're, we're announcing our World T20 squad tomorrow. And it's actually quite interesting because, well, I don't think there'll be surprises, but I do think the Devil Brevis uh, hype train might complain and the anti-timber group might also complain too, Tim. So it's going to be quite exciting to see, but I don't think there'll be lots of surprises. Remember, you can subscribe to our channel on World Sports Radio. We're also on Anchor Podcast, the audio version. You can hear this as well as the, um, as well as uh, Apple Podcasts. And also we're on YouTube uh twitter as well as facebook so you can follow us there as well as on instagram tim how are you doing i'm doing good man oh, i'm uh re- raring to go it's been a long you wait know? from the last test you know it's a part of the season where you're now starting getting alerts from csa every day which is really good <laughs> um yeah also we need to talk about the new season because the squads came out and there's some names that are missing like literally missing off the planet of the earth but then I, I noticed that one of them, those missing names is in Namibia right now at the Lions. We'll talk about that in another episode, probably next week, when we dissect everything that's happened in this test series. So I have to play England. It's 1-1. They're going to the Oval, which is my favorite ground in the UK. I've only been to two. One is Lords. The other one is the Oval. I like the Oval better than Lords, by the way. So sorry to all the purists. And so we've got um, one of our, 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 we've got a guest today to come and talk about it. Uh, talk about this third test. He's from. He's going to give us the English view and tell us all things that happened to Johnny Besto and everybody else who's in the team and who's going to replace him. Uh, so we're going to bring on Jack Hope, um, who also has a cricket podcast as well. Um, Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I, I completely agree about the Oval as well. I, I, having been to to a few of the the English Test grounds, I think it's the number one, and it's certainly better than Lords um, from a London point of view. There's, <laughs> there's more people who actually like cricket at the Oval. Actually, go Lords, yes. Lords is like a day yes. out for um, the Red Trouser Brigade. Um, <laughs> Dude, yeah, I think we, we I think we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, Jack, third Test. How's the Test series been for you? It's been a roller coaster for us here in South Africa. We win one, we lose one. It feels like the New Zealand tour in reverse because we got blown out in the one game, but we blew them out in the one game. How are you feeling on that side of the world? It, it it's I look. I've really enjoyed it. Um, the Test series so far. It feels like one of those. Um, it feels like a boxing match where both fighters have sort of gone into the fight slightly underprepared, and they know they can't go twelve rounds. Um, so they have to try and get the knockout in, in, in the first sort of couple of rounds. So this punch has been thrown left, right and centre. And, um, well, we, we've, effect- we've effectively seen the knockout blow be landed early on, mm. on day one in both tests so far. Uh, and, and, I, and I, you know, I wouldn't be stunned if we saw that again in the third test. But, yeah, in short, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think the quality of cricket's been pretty good. Um, there's been some great bowling, uh, especially from both sides. And um, I think it's probably fairly balanced at one all at the moment. Yes, fairly balanced, I would say so. I don't want five wickets falling on the, in the morning of a, of a test, even though I think if South Africa's bowling, I'd take that. Um, because you, you wanted to go to the weekend, at least. I think, I think these test matches haven't lasted the weekend. 
But from an England perspective, I think the big news uh, for England is that Johnny Besto is out. And um, I'm assuming Ben Duckett's re um, uh, replacing him. Or is there anybody else that's replacing him? But obviously, Johnny's out with that ankle injury. So Bairstow's out. Bairstow's out. He, what happened to Bairstow? He was, he was playing a round of golf and um, he was walking to the next tee. Um, so he, he just parted. He was walking to the next tee. And uh, I, I don't know if, if either of you guys are golfers, but quite often the tee box is slightly raised. Um, mm -hmm. And I think he was walking up onto the tee box, slightly raised, slipped. And uh, according to the BBC, has has suffered a suspected broken leg, um, which is a shocking injury to, to to happen and to anybody going about their life. I think from an England point of view and from a Johnny mm. Bairstow point of view, and we have to remember that the, the sort of Johnny is, is the person this happened to. I think it's absolutely devastating because he is mm. having a fantastic year, a historic year in, in, in Test cricket, a thousand runs. Um, he's played some astonishing in, uh, innings. Uh, starting away in, in, in Australia when when um, mm. you know he, he was one of the England players to stand up, but then back again against uh, New Zealand and, and, and India. So like really really sad for him and um, a shame with a few tests left this year that he won't be able to you know complete his magnum opus if you like. Um, on the replacement side, Ben Duckett is the man that has been called up into the squad, uh, but I I would suspect that England will play Harry Brook um on well on, on Thursday when, when when the test kicks off. Um Duckett Duckett's a man, I think he's played a couple of tests as an opening batter uh, of all things mm. away in, in Bangladesh. Uh which was, which I was a, that series. A pretty Actually, I that series. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty challenging a pretty challenging gig for the only two tests. Then he went mm. to Australia and poured a pint over uh, James Anderson and and, and well, basically, no one heard from him Never again, played again. Uh, mm. until until recently. So I think I think Duckett being back into the team is maybe part of his overall England rehabilitation. Maybe with a view to actually playing him in, in the fifty-over stuff, which is maybe his strongest format. Um, England cricket politics being what it is, you have to be around a squad before that can happen. So I think that might be the view. Harry Brooks, the next, and everyone in England loves loves this expression: the next cab off the rank, the person who's who is in waiting. So I would expect we'll see Harry Brook at five for England uh, on Thursday. Okay. Um, it's actually quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I tend to agree. Um, although I've been incredibly impressed with Duckett's approach this season in county cricket, he does seem to me like a, a different player to that, to that player that played that test match in 2016. Far more mature and... He's not just chasing deliveries that, 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 that he was chasing six years ago. He's far more playing within himself. Still, still playing that attacking approach, but far more balanced, if you like. Um, secretly, I have to say, secretly, although we lost, and, and I've gutted South Africa lost, and in, and in the manner that they lost, I'm secretly happy that the runs came from Ben Folks. I've always been a wicketkeeper batsman fan rather than a batsman wicketkeeper. So I'm delighted for the wicketkeeper batsman fraternity that folks has got <laughs> now got those runs behind him. He scored those runs. Um, how, do, how important do you think that was? Because he was under a little bit of pressure prior to that 100. I, I think he was under quite a lot of, of pressure, actually, because there are a few players, Bairstow was, well, one of them, who are well capable of, 
of playing as a wicketkeeper batter, mm. in Bearso's case, maybe in the top six. Um, and eventually low scores tell, don't they? Like you, it's very difficult to carry a man, even if he's your number seven specialist wicketkeeper, very gro- like, you know, great with the gloves, arguably the world's best with the gloves. Um, it's very difficult to carry somebody who's sort of averaging 20, which is what he was doing um, in, in, in the sort of run-up to, to that match this year. I mean, it's strange with with folks, I, and I, I I don't know. I mean, t- uh, Tim, it sounds like you watch quite a lot of county cricket, and and, and maybe maybe in a sense, you'd be better to address this than I would. I watch a, a fair amount, not lows, but a, a, you know, a fair amount. Um, folks, folks after the match talked about his role in the team as being somebody who should be getting sort of thirties and forties, batting with the tail, and chipping in. And he was like, "Oh, it was really nice to to actually have the opportunity to to score a century." Now, to me, that didn't chime with the 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 reputation that he had on the county circuit as somebody who was almost good enough to play for England as an outright batter. So, yeah, I think it was good to see him have that breakthrough innings. And, and I wonder whether maybe, and I guess this is a question for you, where maybe this will be something that that gives him the confidence that he can be somebody who can get hundreds in in international cricket. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, I think. No, what I'm saying is I'm I'm a fan of Ben Ferguson, and I'm and I'm happy that he's he's coming through. And to a certain extent, I extend the same to Zach Crawley. Um, has he also been kind of told to? Because I we we know we all know the story of match winning innings. He so he can sit in there until he gives us one match winning innings, uh, but. What was his reputation in county cricket before? Because I thought he was a, a talented young batter who, tr- if he played in a more less rapid or traditional, he played in a, a traditional sense, could be one for the future. Because we saw him score that uh, monster 200 against Pakistan. I think he didn't do that badly against South Africa at home, but I know that it was um, Sibley who actually did quite well there. Um, but is, is, is this change of strategy, change of tact, kind of diminishing Zach Crawley's um, talent in, in a sense that he's actually, quite frankly, couldn't be bothered. Because that's what it comes across to to me. It was like, it's like this guy's been given a license to just be reckless. I Crawley's an interesting one. My opinion on Crawley is that he, as you say, is a talented youngster in county cricket that probably wasn't ready to be picked. Um, they did pick him. Then he got the 200 and then England decided they were going to go all in basically on, on this guy. Um, I still think he's quite far from the finished product and that I don't think he really understands how to score ugly runs or, or runs in general, if that makes sense. He has, he has all the shots. He has all the shots. He, he has shots which will score runs, but he doesn't know how to string them together in a, in a sequence and, you know, so on to to actually build an innings and and you know where to exploit bowlers' weaknesses. He he just sort of mm. goes out there, flashes around a little bit, and and, and he sort of, well, I, you get the sense he's sort of just crossing his fingers. And I I think really he needed to learn that skill, probably not in international cricket. And I I think maybe the change we saw in the last match is him trying to learn that skill on on the biggest stage. Um, I I can't see it happening, but I. I don't know if I th- I don't know if England are ready for a, a, another change at the top of the order. To be honest, 
Um, I, I think, I think, as I said, I think they've gone all in on on Crawley, and they're happy to ride it for a little bit longer, and basically just hope for the best. That and, and you know, similar to Crawley, um, when he goes out to bet, just sort of cross cross their fingers and, and hope that it does come good. Um, because I don't think they know who the next option is, and and I, and I think if they did have a, a next best option, they they'd probably be in the team already. I mean, like it's it's they've tried everyone, and most of them have failed, and nobody's really come through. So, um, rock and a hard place, I think, is the Crawley situation. Uh, he'll definitely play this week, and and probably be on tour to Pakistan in in the winter as well. Well, look, at least he's, think... he, he enjoys playing against Pakistan. So that's going to be a good thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got a spot on there. I think you've got a spot on I think that the most telling thing for me was when the squads came out at the beginning of the series, England didn't have a backup opener. They basically hmm. said, "This is these are our openers for the series. Good Wait, luck, boys. Tim, who opened the beginning England the... Day for England there Lions? There was no... There were no backup openers in the England Test squad, so you had your your backup batter was Harry Brook. He hasn't opened. He's a middle order batsman. Yeah. So but who opened for so, England lines, Tim? Jennings. Uh, oh, okay. No, that's okay. right. Yeah. And Sibley. Yeah. yeah. Jennings and Sibley. Oh, okay. No, that's but, okay. But they yeah. weren't in the in the actual England England. Yeah. Well, they were uh, in the A squad. No. No, and I and I tend to tend, tend to agree as, as much as I think that second innings, the the the, the innings and in the t- second test was important for for the context of the test match. I don't think he is the long term solution. So it was very important to win that test match. That seventeen of seventy six overnight was vital. I don't think it's a long term solution. But you've gone through eighteen since twenty twelve. So who knows? <laughs> Okay, Tim, um, let's go to the visitors. So, I'm going to ask you, Rassi's injured. What are your changes to the team? Well, someone has to come in. So, who's coming in for you? It has to be, it has to be Rickleton. Rickleton was the next in line and mm-hmm. has been for a little while now. He was probably told to go and score runs in England. And I think Cricket South Africa said you can go. You can go and score runs in England in the off-season. He's done that. He averages 77. He scored good runs at a good pace. And if you take into, if you make a little swap there, England have brought in Duckett. Now, both of those guys, Duckett and Rickleton, have been playing Division Two cricket in the county circuit. So they've, they've both been rewarded, if you like. Um... For me, it has to be Rickleton. I know there'll, there'll be discussions about keeping somebody and uh, playing Zondor, but I just think at the moment, also with the right-left-hand combination as well, might 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 be important uh, with 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 the Test match. Rickleton is the guy in form and playing the best cricket. Don't you think you'd want to bring in someone more experienced in that role? largely because it is a decider. You are looking for all test championship points. So what was the point of bringing in Vian Mulder if you're not going to play him? You could have just left him with whatever Division Two county he's been scoring runs at. Well, 
I would have done exactly that. I don't understand why Vaughan Fionn Fion Mulder is in the squad. I have absolutely no idea why he's in the squad. It worries me that they're going to play him. That, that worries me greatly. Um, I, I wouldn't be it touching him. Saying, he's the most experienced out of Zondo, Rickleton, and, well, Zondo and Rickleton. He, he like, with a test match average of 15. South Africa have gone into the series picking experience and have yeah. failed. They have failed. So why are you going to go with somebody who's already played test cricket when you failed because with being with Ma- Markham? You failed with Russell Fonterdissen. Both have failed. Both have had a, a really poor series. <laughs> go with the okay. guy that's going to be there for the next three or four years. So a, let's talk a, about pretty. Yeah, let's talk about pretty privilege, also known as Aiden, another one who's forgotten how to score runs consecutively, or string them all together. Beautiful shots, but he's forgotten how to build an innings. He's going to play, but I know you don't want him there, right? But I know he's going to play. I know he's going to play because of what's happened. Yeah, he's going to play. If Rusty, so then, yeah. Yeah. So then why don't we back him like England are backing Zach Crawley, knowing that there's a match winner and he's coming? Because that's what he is right now, right? He's he's our version of getting as close to the aggressive style of cricket that England want to play than everybody else. And also he's batting at four when he used to open. So surely this should be another opportunity and we give him the Australia series as well to kind of see if this Markham thing works at four, even though it hasn't worked. I, I, I get that argument, and I think that that's the way that they, the way that, that they will go. Um, and I think purely on, on the, on the Russell-Vatterdissen injury, I think, um, I said before in last week's podcast, I don't see Markham in his, in his current form where he is mentally taking South Africa forward. Now, talent-wise, he might score 100 on Wednesday. He might, he, he, he may well score 100 because he has that ability. But is he going to take us forward over the next 6, 12, 18 months? I, I do not believe that. So I but would rather go with... Though, surely. Let's bring Jack into hey. this. Jack, well, what I do just, you think of all of it? Uh, so I, 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 it was sort of more of a general question about Markram. Um, was he got 2,000 runs in Test cricket now? The first 1,000 at 55, the second 1,000 at 25. Yes. What what from a technical perspective, what is it that that happened to him? Because you don't you you don't go from mastering the game to to being sub replacement level overnight, unless you know because you, 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 you because you're I don't know you've lost confidence. You might go from averaging fifty five to averaging forty if if you lost your confidence, but you've thirty runs. You're more than half as bad. Like what what did did, did something happen to his game? Can he not play the short ball anymore? Is is he terrible against off spin? Like what what happened to to Markram that, that transformed him from from Tim and I have know... different views, but I'll let him start. um. I think it is 95% mental. I think that it's got nothing to do with lack of ability. It has got 95% to do with when he goes out there, he looks like he's going to get out. And I genuinely think he needs to have a couple of sessions with a, a Paddy Apton 
sit, sit around the table, have a few bries, have a few chats, and talk about the mental aspect of the game. Mm. I think they're struggling mm. from, from, that, from that point of view. Mm-mm, However, mm. I also think what is, what, is, what, is, what is playing a part here is it's been moved from opener to middle order. So he knows he's failed at the top order. And he's now trying something different in the middle order. So it, it requires a very different approach. He doesn't know whether his way of going about it is to take the attack to the opposition or whether it is to soak up as many balls as he can, get himself in, get himself settled, and then build an innings. He, he can't do either or. He's doing a bit of both and getting nowhere. A bit of both and getting nowhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pick up his, his stats, right? Aiden averages 85 against Bangladesh, and that's when he started. 60 against Australia. He scored that lovely 100 against Australia. 200s against Australia. Um, in that series where Australia were going crazy, were, 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 they played really well, and then all of a sudden they just fell apart because of Sandpaper Gate. He Sandpaper. averages... 11 against England, 16 against India, 18 against New Zealand, but we will give him that. Pakistan, he actually does well, 47, helped by that 100 last year. Um, 26 against Sri Lanka, 21 against the West Indies, and 125 against Zimbabwe. But from a year-to-year average, it reads 95 in 2017, 33 in 2018, 28 in 2019. He only played, he had one innings in 2020 and he scored 68, so he averages 68. He averages 34 and 15. All I can tell you right now from that and that alone is that this guy's been found out. Yeah, He was talented, but he's been found out on a couple of things. He doesn't know where his off stump is. He'll never know where his off stump is. We don't, we, like, he'll take a middle stump guard, he'll take an off stump guard. He still doesn't know where his off stump is because he keeps on pushing through. He knows his best asset is a cover drive. And he can he can play the short ball and everything else, but they don't test him on short ball because he's good at that. They just keep it full, keep it in that channel, and he'll just swaft at it. He's got hard hands, and in as much as in as much as I see his talent, it works for T20. It works for ODIs, and we haven't seen that in ODIs yet. But for me, it's a guy who was overhyped, who yes had the talent, but never actually. I know he works hard. It just never translated because everyone else just caught up to him. He's just can't, as you say with Zach Crawley, just can't figure out how to score ugly runs. Dean Alga scores ugly runs for a living. And my <laughs> question was, when you're sitting there across the other side and you're getting out for 10, 20, 12, whatever it is, and you're watching Dean Alga just nugget and punch balls off his body and run for singles, what are you thinking? Do you just think you're like, no, I, I'm a better stroke maker? And I think he's a guy who's just always going to be a, a textbook stroke maker, but doesn't have the ability to stick it out. And it's fine. And that's okay. If he doesn't have that, that's okay. I've seen enough. I've seen way enough to tell you that I, I for me, I don't want him back there. But because of the talent, you kind of have to give him a run at four to see maybe four works. But he's too expensive with a cover drive. He's... 
He's chasing, like in England, you have to play the ball under your eyes. In South Africa, you kind of also do need to play the ball under your eyes, but you can get away with that because of, 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 of the fact that there's not a lot of movement. But I, I sit there going, is this the type of guy we want? Because if you look at Carl Verena, here's another example. Carl Verena's bullied domestic. He averages 50 in domestic cricket. The man cannot sit still. He's on the move when he's playing his cover drive. He Sometimes he doesn't even move his feet. That's the worst thing ever. And he just uses his hands, which is like the most dangerous thing you can ever have in, in test cricket. But we're persisting with him. We're seeing if it can work. We're giving him a chance like we gave everyone else a chance. But I think we've given Aiden enough chances. And it's not mental. For, well, yes, Tim, it is mental. But I do think there's a, there's a level of, 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 of slight stubbornness, maybe a, 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 an inability to let go of what, what has made you great to try and figure out what will actually work. And I think for me, that's what the mental aspect, it's not the fact that he's not knowing where his off stump is. Like, I couldn't care. I think he couldn't care less. It's just, he needs to understand how he can sit for an hour, two hours, three hours and ground out against opposition that are his equals because he bullies everything below. Like if we dropped him, he'd probably go score a thousand runs in a domestic season of seven games because that's how good he is. But at that level at test cricket, it's a different ball game and he hasn't adjusted to it. And it's also a situation of he's gone throughout his past, his career, knowing that there's nobody else around there that you can drop him for. Cause if you drop him for an old Peter Milan, everyone's going to say, but you're going to go back to him in a few years time, similar to him being dropped. Now everyone's assuming that we'll give him 18 months out the game and then he'll come back and give us what? 25 average. And then he got to a point where, and this is the best thing about his mental game, he decided to pick up bowling. So he's an off-spinner now. Why? Because if South Africa need a second spinner, but we don't have that second spinner around, Aiden can bowl and he can keep himself in the teamwork like that in limited overs cricket. So there's that he's thinking about his game. I just think he's not thinking hard enough about his batting and being able to score those ugly runs and leave the ball. It's the same thing with Zach Crawley. Leave the ball, dude. You can leave, like, leave the first 30 balls. Tell yourself, I want to face 30 balls. If I leave for the first 30, no one's going to complain. But so that's where my apprehension about Adam Markham, we digressed a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> Tim, Simon Harmer played at Old Trafford. Jack, I know you've seen Simon Harmer. Were you surprised with Simon Harmer's performance? Or was it just a, a function of a function of the fact that the game was gone by lunchtime on day one? Can I, I, I got the sense here, and you can shoot me down if you, if you think I'm wrong, I, I won't be offended. I, I got the sense that South Africa started to believe their own hype a little bit after the first test and thought <laughs> they could do whatever they wanted to, to win at Old Trafford and lost sight of the fundamentals of playing in England or, or the fundamental team makeup that works in England, which is, you know, three or four seamers. And a spinner as your kind of your, your kind of backup bowler. Now it was a dry pitch at Old Trafford, and it has been a dry summer, um, but it is still England, and it's still really hard to bat against a seeming ball before lunch in England. And I, I thought, you know, to I'm, I, 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 I'm digressing. I'm moving. I, I'm going at a tangent from Simon Harmer here a little bit, but I think by picking the two spinners. South Africa are then backed into a corner where they have to bat first and they know it's a bad decision. Like everybody in the ground knew it was a bad decision. People watching from thousands of miles away 
could tell you that it was a bad decision <laughs> to, to bat first to Old Trafford on, on a pitch that was definitely going to do a bit because it had to have some grass on it to hold it together for long enough for it to be a test match pitch. That's the kind of flip side is in, in, on English grounds at the moment. Because they drain so well, because it rains here all the time, they often start very, very lively because there's too much grass on them and they've had to overwater them so that they will actually last for five days. Get it at Lords all the time. Old Trafford's another one. Um, and and um, then they ran into a, a, a pumped-up England team with Robinson back in and, and Broad bowling with something to prove. And it, and it was all over. So by the time Harmer gets the ball... Um, the match is sort of 80% gone. He needs to bowl a magic spell and he's an off spinner and off spinners, unless you're Ashwin tend not to be magic spell bowlers. They're, they're kind of wickets by attrition, land it on the same spot, does a little bit different, uh, does something a little bit different, you know, five balls at 85 kilometers an hour, uh, one ball at 95 kilometers an hour. That is that kind. That's how you get your wickets. It's not, it's not magic balls. And, um, and England never, you know, there was no pressure on England to score. It was, it was day two. Um, you, the, the, it, ben Folks and, and Ben Stokes got to play that innings. There wasn't even scoreboard pressure. They, they could have both mm. been out and everyone else could have been out and England would probably still have won the match by the time they both had 50. So they were just adding runs to their own stats, basically. And Harmer did a lot of the bowling then. And it's, it's not, you know, another, probably a pretty flat fielding team. It's not the perfect time to bowl. I don't think he'll be back in for the... I don't think he'll be in again, rather, for the for the final test. I don't think that's necessarily an indictment of him. I just think it's very difficult to 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 play or to have an attack with two spinners in England. Finally, get somebody who agrees with me. Tim, defend your boy. <laughs> defend the decision debate. I defended him last week. I defended him last week. I don't agree with Jack, but just why I brought him on. It's good. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> But I, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to digress. I except to say we will never know what what he might have done days three, four, and five because of the, how badly we batted. We will never know. That's all. I. That's all I will say. Well, you're sticking with the batsman. Let him down. You're sticking with absolutely. What I, I, I think there's an argument for this. If you had the New Zealand batting lineup from 2017 to 2020 as your top seven, where everyone averages 40, and you can be pretty sure that if you bat twice, you'll have taken three days out of the game and you'll have 700 runs on the board, then I can see why you might pick two spinners. I still think in England it would be the wrong decision, but, but I can Jack, see why you might. South Africa have got like three batters. But They've got Jack, less batters than England. <laughs> Jack, the problem with, with South Africans and, 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 and those who love Simon Harmer is they think that Simon Harmer bowls, a, bowls magic balls every ball he bowls. They think it's like I Bangladesh don't. all over again. You know, I they think that every ball he bowls is magic balls. They're like, Simon, get us back into the game. But anyway, he's the second best spinner in the country. He's going to be behind Maharaj for a very long time, which is fine, because we're not going to India anytime soon. So, yeah, look, Simon's enjoyed it. I don't want to see him at the Oval, which brings us to our 11s. Jack, are there any other changes you're making to England apart from Brooke coming in for Besto? Oh, it's a good question. They might tweak something in the bowling. Um, Matty Potts has had a pretty good summer. Stuart Broad, I think, has played every test match. Maybe they rest Broad. On the other hand, they've had two weeks off, haven't they? It's the last match. It's a decider. And they're um, playing England, golf, so... Yeah, in England have been pretty consistent with their selections this summer. And I think Stokes, that's one of the things that he seems to, to value. And I think it's one of the things that Brendan McCullum supports him on. 
So I would be a little bit surprised there. Um, I, I, I would imagine it would be the same lineup with Brook at five and um, but of the possibility of Matty Potts coming in on the bowling side. But I would rate that chance as less than 25%. Less than twenty five. I've yeah. loved Matthew Potts, um, and I was surprised to see that everyone wanted the, the Ollie Robinson in. But I get obviously they're different bowlers. But I think for his debut season, he's done really well. Oh, he's he's been a it's been a you know a real find from an England point of view that a guy who wasn't on anyone's radar, you know, <laughs> six months ago, three months ago, um, has come in and and looks like a very capable international quality bowler at least in England. Um, it's also great from an England point of view because everybody else who can bowl is injured, um, and so mm. it could have been it could have been a real disaster had they not found Potts and you know who who was going to bowl those overs if it wasn't Potts it would have been well uh, you know literally who knows um, uh, so I think I think that's good probably in reality he's still going to be sixth seventh choice in in the England seam attack if everyone is fit wow. I think. Well, I think you've got Broad, you've got Anderson, you've got Robinson, you've got Wood. Probably Archer. at home, what Wokes gets in above him. Archer definitely gets in above him. And, and then what are we down to? Sixth. Um, and then Potts has probably made the case that he's about sixth. That's not too bad. England will rotate their bowlers. Broad and Anderson, despite what everyone kind of thinks, they aren't going to go on forever. There's there's another 12, 24 Look, Tom Brady's playing at 45. Months. I don't think James Anderson's <laughs> wife needs him at home just yet. Um, no, I don't, I'm not wishing retirement on him, but I think <laughs> Ash, Ash's summer next year, he's, he's, cl he's clearly still good enough. One more Ash's summer. I think that's a good time to Not to really. Pro as long possibly. as he can bowl. It, 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 would, it would be a good thing to go then. It would be, that would be a good time. The only thing that makes me doubt that is that he'll probably at that point be in range of 800 wickets and maybe he'll be... Exactly. He'll carry on to get Why the eight hundred. <laughs> um, I don't think you'd be complaining. The only oh, you'd be no, I don't. I'm not wishing. What? Why? I'm making it. I think I'm making a more general point that the actually mm. England looked like when they went on that tour of the West Indies and uh, mm. Matt Fisher was bowling and Chris Wokes couldn't buy a wicket. Um, it looked like England were in real trouble when it came to seam bowling. Now he's come through. Robinson's fit again. Uh, things are looking a little bit little bit sunnier um i think if you're an england fan tim any other changes to the proteas obviously we know rick dalton's coming in for rossi uh jansen is going to come in for harmer definitely <laughs> definitely Not come in for harmer. Oh, good God, man. if he comes in if he comes in then i i don't know what i'm gonna do now but i probably won't have a tv left <laughs> <laughs> okay cool Okay, noted, noted. So, Bouch, please. We want him to watch cricket. It's, you know, so please. Please don't let him smash the TV. My changes. Harmer out for, for Janssen. Rickleton in for Rassi. Aiden out for Zondo. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I have, I've seen enough of Aiden at four to tell you it's not going to work, but carry on and do what you want to do. Um, Yeah, look, I think the batting lineup is going to be very weak, but we knew that coming in with our Timber because Timber's our guy. Um, averaging 50 since 2020, which is really awesome. Um, and yeah, really, really missed. He's playing in Namibia right now. My question was, dude, <laughs> why couldn't you just fly him up? <laughs> like, if Vian can come in, surely Timber can come in too. What's he doing but in Namibia? He's playing in the, uh, there's a tournament. And Namibia is hosting a T20 tournament. Um, between like the Lahore. 
Yeah, it's a preseason. It's a rehab game, so. thing, basically. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. rehab thing. Yeah. 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 Some very interesting names there as well in, in that. So it was like, okay, interesting. Um, yeah. Lisa Hendrix's form is, is no fluke, guys. So that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Jack, Thursday morning, you arrive at, at the Oval. They unveil the pitch. What do you expect to see? Oh, um, so the Oval pitches this year have been relatively flat, quite fast and quite bouncy, actually. They've they've had, I don't, I, I don't know if you've followed much of England earlier in the year, but Jamie Overton came into the team basically off mm. the back of being quite fast and quite fiery at the Oval. And that's, that's sort of how the pitch has been. They have turned a little bit. I, I'd expect it to be, I, I mean, I always think the Oval is, is quite a good cricket wicket as well. Mm. Um, normally you get a good four days of of you know the, the the ball's not out of the game but batting for an english wicket is is slightly more on top um so i, I i'd expect something similar to that pro, pro, I, 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 you know with the the dryness of the summer I, i'd expect the there to be a little bit of pace and bounce um in there too um last year actually at uh, at the oval Reverse swing played a big role in, in mm. India's win. Um, Jasper Brimra bowled an amazing spell of, of reverse swing. So that could be a plus, I think, if you're if you from a South African point of view. And really the only bowler who I think we got or, or who I think got it moving uh, or reversing was, was Nokia in, in the old, old Trafford test. So that could potentially be a factor. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say relatively flat, probably quite quick, probably quite dry. Mm. Okay. And the prediction? Wait, no, no, wait. Before the prediction, Jack. Before the prediction. Before we get there. um, This was the place where I thought we would have Simon Harmer. This is the one test I thought you could do two spinners. So England's not doing any second spinner, thinking of a second spinner, none of that. Uh, No, I I don't. So, yeah. If you win the toss, Jack, and you're England, what do you do? I think you trust the process, don't you? Um, I think you you bowl first, yeah. Um, it's not. I don't think it's as bank as much of a. It's not as obvious a decision as at Lords or Old Trafford or at Headingley or mm. even Edgebaston, to be honest. I, I think there's there's definitely more of a debate that you could bat first because it's it's quite possible, unlike a just some of those grounds, well, unlike all of those grounds, it is quite possible that actually batting will get harder. Um, Whereas at those grounds, batting actually tends to get a little bit easier. Um, but the the style of cricket that England want to play, um, I think it makes sense to to yeah, bat last good. and good luck, to, yeah. to be this intimidating chasing team, basically. Okay. Tim, if you're Dean Alga, coin toss falls on your side, with everything that Jack's told you, what are you doing? I'm probably going to have a ball. Probably gonna have a bowl. I I I don't want to get into a sit. So I would rather England made three hundred and fifty for three than us being out for hundred and fifty, because at least then we can we can still technically draw the test We're match. Still in the game. If we bowl for hundred and fifty, <laughs> we can't. There's- there is going to be quite a lot. So I've got, I haven't got day one to four tickets. I've got a day five ticket. There's a little bit of rain around. So I think there's the possibility that um, if someone, if there is a big innings in this match, that the draw does come into the game as a potential okay. result. I'd, I'd imagine we'll lose two or three sessions across five days. Okay. Uh, um, okay. So, yeah, look, I'd, I'd bowl first because I think we need a lead with our strong suit. 
and what's worked and stop being and, and stop trying to do that and it and it keeps us in the game for longer. For me, that's as you say, Tim, that's that's most important. Like like let's be in this. Let's let's stop throw away the chance of winning after the first session. That that can't happen. But um Jack, who do you think is gonna be the standout performer um across both teams? Uh two like so pick one from England and one from thinking batting and bowling. Uh who's gonna put a name for themselves or make a name for themselves? Uh, I think the pitch will suit Dean Elgar with the bat. Um, I don't. I think the, the you, you don't tend not to get loads of lateral movement. It tends to be bounce and, and pace. And I, I, I always think of Dean Elgar as somebody who sort of thrives in those conditions, mm. even if he doesn't necessarily look like he's loving batting. Uh, he is quite mm. hard to get out, and and that seems to be when he does well. Uh, bowling wise, I, I, I think I think Nokia again from a South African point of view could be the. The, the crucial one because of that reverse swing factor. Um, assuming it isn't like a 150 place 150 shootout, somebody who can get you three wickets when the score's 200 for four and suddenly change mm. the whole match because if the ball's going from side to side is, is so valuable. And, and just the raw pace factor as well is massive there. Uh, from England's point of view, Robinson, and again, I'm, I'm leaning into the bouncing here. I think Robinson's mm. height and bounce will, will be make him probably England's most threatening bowler. Uh, and with the bat, I, look, I don't know. I, I, the, the, I don't know who the star is going to be. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to say. I'm most interested in seeing Brooke. Um, he's been on the bench for England all summer. In, in the county championship, he's averaging 107 um, this this season. He's got 990 runs there. He, didn't he? What did he get? Did he get? Did he get a ton in the Lions match? Or did he, was he one of the guys yes. who got 90 odd? Um, Thank you. So he got. He, he, he's got a. He top. got runs. He got yeah. runs. Let's put it that way. Oh, you got, got you got significant runs. Significant runs. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him come into the side as um, somebody to to put pressure on on this team. And the other thing with Bearster out, we talked about this you know a little bit earlier. If we assume it is a leg break, that could be a, a long term injury. They're going to need a batter to go to Pakistan. Um, if he if he if he gets any runs, he's probably booked himself on the flight to Pakistan. If he gets any runs in Pakistan. He could be he could be penciled in as somewhere in that England lineup for a big home summer next year with the Ashes and everyone in England always talks about the Ashes. But part of the reason for that is that it is true. It's like England's with the cricket's World Cup, basically the home Ashes. Like people do pay attention to it. it is where you build your mm. your legacy. It's how Ashes runs they they count double. Um, and and he, he he's. You know, this could be the start of that story, or he could get two ducks and we never see from him again. Like it's uh... <laughs> no, well, I don't think so because Johnny Bristol's out, so I think they'll give him some time. But you don't want him to get a pair because I remember with South Africa. I remember when uh, Carl, Carl, and 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 uh, Keegan Peterson started in West Indies last year. They actually were like, I think Keegan got a duck and it just didn't look good. And yeah, but look now they're fine. Um, Tim, who are your standout performers that you're expecting to see um, come through yeah. on this one? I'm gonna go start a different. I'm gonna go Jansen. Yes, and batsman didn't like him in the first Test match, which is why dropping bit. him made no sense. And, and and when they dropped him, I could tell you that England dressing would be rubbing their hands in excitement. <laughs> the fact that they didn't have to play him this with this uh, different angle from over the wicket, the left arm, his ability to get bounce from a good length, not just from from pitching it short. I think he's, he could potentially cause all sorts of problems. Um, in terms of in terms of England, um, 
Let's say, let's say Crawley comes off, plays, plays a natural Crawley innings, a proper, proper Orly. I don't think it's going to happen, but let's just, for, for, for fun, you know let's just say means. he does. If he does huh? that, it means that he's, if he does that, that means that he's playing in the Ashes next year, which is going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you didn't say the South African batter, who, who, who's going to be kissing um, It's Aiden. I'd right? love it to be Ryan. <laughs> I'd really love it to be Ryan. <laughs> But, but, it's just he was, but Aiden. He was disappointing in the A game, so I'm saying Aiden. Yeah, and honestly, it's just it says eight and hundred. Yeah, it screams. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, look, okay. I think from my side, I'll go Lungingiti. I think this is it for him. I think people are don't don't like Jack was talking about. You know, someone who can give you three wickets in a spell. And like you know, teams are hundred and two hundred for three, and he just comes and gives you three wickets. I remember, I know this. This like deciders are are, are Lungi's thing. So this is a Lungi game. He's gonna he's gonna take. He's gonna have a spell where he just like holds root and 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 stokes down, and probably even get the wicket of Harry Brook somewhere along the line. I think Lungi might enjoy bowling here, um, even though you no know, people don't like him. People don't like him, but I'll say that. But Marco's good. And then from a batting perspective, I know it screams Aiden. I know, but. I think it's time for KP to announce himself to the rest of the world and score 100 at the Oval. I, I, I feel Ke- Keegan Peterson has a has 100 near him. Like, you know, like the original KP. Yes, he is the original <laughs> KP, not that other fraud that we saw. Um, um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm su- I, I hope KP comes through. Um, Rickleton's probably going to score a young, t- tasty 50. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's probably going to be like a 200 run partnership between KP and Aiden Markham, and then that's going to be like, oh, South Africa's three and four for the next five years, and then we're going to get <laughs> averages of 25. Um, but Jack, what's your prediction? Who's winning? Uh, oh, I think it's, I think it's, I think there might be a draw. Uh, it's, it's a bit, boring, How? I think we haven't had a, I think have we had a draw in, in test cricket this year? I think I think the weather is actually going to be a factor in this. It's also you know, we're heading towards mid-September. Bad light. It means it'll be difficult to play till seven p.m. to make up the overs like you can in in the high summer in England. Um, if you lose three or four sessions to to rain, I think things could be tricky. And the oval it, it tends to be pretty good for batting for at least two or three days. So I think I think the draw is 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 well. Well, on if they, if I you know if I'm going to pick a team, I think England. Oh, I don't know. I'm saying that, then I know Bearstow's out. It's it's very very hard to call. But yeah, I'll be I'll I'll play for the home team. England are going to win. Um, <laughs> Tim, are you playing for the home team too? Yeah, I'm going to have to. It could go. It can go either way, bro. Honestly, it could. This is really on a knife edge. Uh, I thought after the first test, I thought we we could really make a a statement. Um, yeah, I was a bit, a bit arrogant, maybe, but uh, I think it could go either way, honestly. I'll say I was just, just. Just South Africa. Just. Okay, we're blowing the barn door out of England. We're, we're putting them into bed, and then we'll be found <laughs> down at lunch, and we're going to see this entire thing all over again. But this time, um, we're actually going to score 600, 700 runs, just for the fun of it. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, Hashim Amla scored a triple century. So the last, like in 2012, I want that again. I want that feeling again. Give me that feeling. Uh, but no, I, I, I do think South Africa will win this one. I think they, like, yes, batting wise, Ben Stokes, Joe Root, great. 
but our bowlers have the edge over their batters, even though our batters are, at times you watch them like this. But outside of that, um, yeah, um, yeah, have to be, have to be patriotic. So we're going to have to go with that. But I like South Africa playing at the Oval. It's pretty nice. Anyway, um, yeah, look, that brings us to the end. Jack, thank you very much for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, so there's two places. One, the Cricket Podcast is the name of the podcast, which is quite an easy one to remember. But I'll say it again, mm -hmm. the Cricket Podcast. A uh, little blue logos from Cricket Pads. Uh, and then if you're on Twitter, at Jack Hope Zero, like, um, like a duck, zero. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which wasn't the intention. There was just someone had picked at Jack Hope, and then I put a zero on the end of it. Why didn't you? Now, why wouldn't you Jack Hope one? Well, it could be Jack Hope. Well, I could be Jack Hope like 175 or something like that, couldn't I? And at least give myself a good score. But no, it's Jack Hope zero <laughs> uh, on, on okay. Twitter. <laughs> yes, we know your, your test debut is going to come out with that. <laughs> um, but Jack, thank you very much for joining us. Tim, thank Cheers. you very much for joining us. Um, yeah, enjoy the test match, everybody. It's going to be a banger of a test match. Hopefully it doesn't end after three days. Uh, but I'll tell you Um Yeah. Have a good day. Goodbye. Good night. And les sale cacajiso. <laughs>